Welcome to another episode of Go Girl because women are powerful. I'm your host, Ashley Caprice. This is a podcast where we focus on affirmations, motivation, girl power, and girl talk. Today, I'm speaking with a breast cancer survivor, Dr. Nicole Robinson, who found purpose in her diagnosis. We'll get into it after this. are two of the most powerful words and what you say after shapes your reality all right that's why i am affirmations are important and i hope you are saying it to yourself every single day not just when i say it okay so today's i am affirmation is i am a survivor i am a survivor now that could mean many things All right, only God knows what all you've been through, right? We might share some of our story, but a lot of times we don't share every single detail of our lives. Even people closest to us might not know every single thing, and that's okay. It's up to you and God, maybe your therapist, who knows? But do know that you are a survivor. For you to wake up another day and to see this beautiful day, no matter all of what you've gone through, girl, you are a survivor, Whether you had some health scares, some relationship issues, some, you know, just trying to survive the day from your your negative thinking, maybe, or, and that's why affirmations are important, but, you know, just running from your own thoughts, maybe at work, people are getting on your nerves and you survive the day. I am a survivor, right? No matter what comes against you, girl, you got this. God's got this. So you got it, all right? But we can't be selfish with our story, okay? Like we all know that everyone has been through something. So be gentle with other people and be gentle with yourself. You don't know what anyone is going through. You don't know their tics. You don't know what they have on their mind at that moment, what they have on their heart. So just be kind always. Just be nice and be gentle. I am a survivor. I've gone through some crazy stuff, but I've survived. Didn't you, girl? And I hear you. Yes. Yes, Ashley, I did. Yes, girl. Okay. You've been through it. You've been through hell and back. You've had your breakdowns. You've had your breakthroughs. You had your mess. You turned it into messages. You've had some trauma. You've had some tests. You've had some trials. And now you have plenty of testimonies that you should share with other people because now you are wiser and you are stronger and you are a survivor. You've gotten through it. You're getting through it. You are strong. You are able. You've had some moments where you're like, I don't know how I'm getting out of this. You know, your thoughts weren't right. But in those moments, you had to figure out, okay, this is not a healthy way to live. How can I change my life? How can I change my lifestyle, my daily routine to see that I will survive another day that I will not have uh, these thoughts hunting me? I will not have my past hunting me what can I do right now to make sure I am better for myself for the people that I'm around for my children for my family for my friends for my work environment okay we talk a lot about toxic people but we got to look at ourselves sometimes 
Okay, look at your own patterns. Some things are toxic that you might think are okay. Being a people pleaser is not the greatest thing. Not being able to say no is toxic to yourself. That means you're letting people overstep their boundaries. You're letting people, that means you're saying yes to too many people when you really want to say no. You're not being real with yourself. You're not being authentic with yourself. That's adding some stress onto you. Maybe some chaos, maybe some drama. You got to get stronger. So that you could keep surviving more and more days. So that you could be here longer. All right? I am a survivor. I don't know how I got out of that situation. Whatever it is that you're thinking about. Whatever that situation is for you. You don't know how you got out of it. Maybe it was God. That's my source. All right? God has got me out of some stuff. All right? So maybe God got you out of it. Your, your, your change your habits got you out of it. You know, exercising more got you out of it. Giving back and serving people helped you in your situation. It got you out of it. Whatever it is, you have survived. And that's what you should think about from this point on. Instead of thinking all that you've been through and all the crap from your past, all of the good times you have right now or the good times you're looking forward to. Instead of thinking about everything in your past, just start your day. I am grateful I am grateful for waking up today, God. I am grateful that I'm a survivor. I'm grateful that I've survived all that I've been through. I'm grateful for, and speak whatever you want. I'm grateful for my healthy habits. I'm grateful for my positive thinking. I'm grateful for these wonderful friendships and relationships and family in my life. I am grateful because I have survived. I am surviving And I'm going to continue surviving. No matter what cards are dealt, I am a survivor, girl. Scream it out. I am a survivor. And because this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, I could not go without speaking to a breast cancer survivor. She's going to share with us her story. We'll talk about how she was able to stay positive through it all. And she's now found a way to give back. Even when she was in a dark space, she still found a way to give back. And if she can do it, so can you. So let's say it one more time. All together. I am a survivor. We're going to have Girl Talk with Dr. Nicole Robinson next. I'm so excited to have Girl Talk with Dr. Nicole Robinson, who is a breast cancer survivor and founder of Hats for Hearts. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ashley. How are you today? I'm good. It's a beautiful day, and I'm sure we'll have a beautiful conversation. This is something that a lot of people should know about. I feel like we hear a lot of times, oh, get your mammogram and, you know, get checked and, you know, check yourself, lie down and and fill your boobs and make sure everything's good. But a lot of people, we don't, we don't do it, you know, tell Mm -hmm. me your story and how you found out that you had breast cancer. Wow. So it all began in 2014. Uh, I was going for my annual mammogram. Interesting enough, my mammogram was scheduled on Valentine's Day. Mm. (laughs) Mm. Scheduled on Valentine's Day. And I went in for my normal mammogram, but I had noticed I had been experiencing some issues with my breasts. Um, but you know how, as women, sometimes we dismiss things. We yes. kind of, you know, said, ah, maybe I'm just, you know, having, I had been experiencing some tenderness and swelling, mm-hmm. but I was still dismissing it like, well, you know, I'm getting older. Maybe, you know, I'm just 
going through the change and this is what happens. And so I kind of really just dismissed what was happening with my body. Mm-hmm. And I went in for my mammogram and uh, that's where it all began. So my mammogram, they called me back. They said, can you come back? We, we think we see something. Can we, you come back? We would like to do an ultrasound. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm thinking there was nothing to be alarmed about. I went in uh, for the ultrasound and um, my life changed that day because as the technician, she she was kind of really honing on in the area in my left breast. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's like, I I was like, do you see something? You know, um, she was, she didn't say yes. She called in a colleague, another doctor to come in and then they look and then they step out and then I began to wonder, okay, like what's happening now? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, uh, they wanted me to get a biopsy and, and that's when it all began. I found out I had breast cancer through a phone call wow. uh, only because I hadn't received my results and I knew I had the, the biopsy and it was just it was taking so long. It was over a holiday, you know, the holiday and it was weekend and it was, and I still hadn't heard anything. So I called my primary care physician. I said, can you please call? I'm trying to get my results, Mm -hmm. you know, for my biopsy, but I'm not getting a response. So, but then I began to get a little worried, you know, right. And sure enough, um, my doctor, she called me and she says, are you somewhere where we can talk? Hmm. And I said, sure. So I went into the conference room, and the first word she said was, I'm sorry. Man. Mm. And I'm sorry. And so then that's, that's when it all began. And, and when she said the words, I'm sorry, everything went mute. Right. I, you know, it, it went mute. So I need to come in right away. Looked like it was pretty aggressive. Um, the cancer had already spread to my lymph nodes. Mm. So, so I opted for, because the, the, the advancement and how it was growing, I opted to take chemo first. We were trying to shrink the tumors that were in my breast versus me doing a full lumpectomy to, uh, a mastectomy to remove the breast. Mm-hmm. I opted for the lumpectomy to remove the portion of the breast. Okay. And so we wanted to shrink the breast first. So I went through chemotherapy, then I had the surgery, and then I went through radiation. Hmm. And that was that journey. Yeah. <laughs> and about like how long was this process? Wow. So I tell you, chemotherapy, I went through chemotherapy for about four months. And chemotherapy was for me. The worst part, uh, and it's so funny because I had only heard all the bad things about chemotherapy, and but what I was most concerned about was losing my hair. I heard that, you know, with chemotherapy, you know, women lose their hair, patients lose their hair. So I don't know what mean to sound, you know, a little right. vain, but I was like, losing my hair, this is a deal breaker. Right, right, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. No, no chemo. Yeah. Um, but uh, it really zapped my energy. I was able to function. I, 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 I continued to work. Wow. Um, at the time, I was in graduate school. I stayed in graduate school. Wow. Bec- 
Because one thing they, they never really tell you about chemotherapy is the cost. And treatment is very expensive. And for me, I opted to stay in graduate school because it allowed me to help fund my treatment. Oh, graduate um, school helped you to pay for it? Yes, because I, I borrowed extra money on student oh. loans because I was having to charge treatment on my credit card. Wow. Gosh. And when I say that, so I had my first chemo treatment. Uh, when you Once you do your chemo, you, you had to go back the following day for this injection, which was called Nulasta, and that was to replenish the white blood cells. Hmm. And this small little vial cost $5,000. Wow. And what I didn't know was that wasn't covered on my insurance until I went back the following day after my treatment mm -hmm. to receive the injection. And I was told, I'm sorry, but this isn't covered. And I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. And fortunately for me, I was blessed enough to have a credit card. Mm -hmm. I had a decent job. And I had to charge that on my credit card. Wow. And see, I think and about I, I think yeah. about all of the women who don't have health care or anything exactly. and, you know, don't have maybe good credit and cannot take care of these medical expenses if they find Absolutely. out that they have Absolutely. breast cancer or any type of cancer Absolutely. is very Absolutely. heartbreaking. Absolutely. So at that at that point, what is it? They would just tell you, oh, we can't do it because we can't get the money for it. Like. You're just, yeah. that's it? Yeah. So, so that was my concern. Like what I'm, I'm saying to myself, if I am fortunate enough and blessed enough to have a credit card to unfortunately to have to charge this right. prescription on a credit card, then what's happening to, like you just mentioned, the, the woman or the man who doesn't have the proper insurance or who doesn't have insurance at all to cover treatment, mm -hmm. we're, we're dying. And of course, you know, breast cancer in the African and American community is so much higher mm -hmm. because, you know, we, we kind of neglect ourselves and we, we don't go for that, that mammogram. You know, we, right. we we're so busy caring for someone else that we oftentimes neglect our own health, you know? Yeah, that's true. We need to be more proactive. Absolutely. And so I'm glad you did go at that time. Is there an age, like a median age where, um, someone will where they're detected more for breast cancer or you know did your age play a factor what about your family history did it run in your family anything like that so breast cancer did not run in my family um i'm not finding out until just recently that um uh, cancer uh, a grandmother um uh, had cervical cancer but before then I knew no one of a history of cancer or anything in my family. Um, I was at the age of 42 uh, when I was diagnosed. Okay. And, um, but the age should be changed because women now, we have a lot of women who are being diagnosed with breast cancer. They're in their 20s. I just, um, it's so sad. A young lady that I honored um, at my gala a few months ago, she transitioned. She was only 28 years old and she had, you know, wow. two young children. That's young. That's I mean, so young. It, it's, it's young. And 
I mean, she hasn't even, she hadn't even seen her kids grow up and here it is. She was diagnosed with, you know, stage four. So. Wow. Yeah. I see these stories. Um, I watch Wendy Williams sometimes and it's breast cancer awareness month. So at the end of each show, she will, you know, highlight a breast cancer survivor and yeah. there are some women that are in their twenties, and I'm like, oh my gosh, we're what's happening? We're so young, so what's happening? It's yes. very young. I mean, it's, it's it's younger. And to be honest, Ashley, I think, you know, it's in what we eat, it's in our food. I mean, mm. so we have to be really conscious on what we're putting in our bodies. Yeah, you know, our health, our stress. We mm-hmm. just have to be more cognizant, you know, than, than what we're doing. So, yeah, well, we're, we're younger. African-American women take on a lot. We are very, you know, resilient survivors. We go through a lot and we take it in. And it's like, we don't, a lot of us don't know how to release, you know, stress or anything or any worries and keep it all in. We're taking care of our family and our friends, taking care of ourselves or trying to the best that we can. But we put ourselves last a lot of times. Very true. And then, so at that time, then we have the health issues and we have things mm-hmm. that are wrong with us because we're taking care of everyone else first, you know? So mm-hmm. very true. it's so sad that it, it, it is a higher number of African-American women who deal with a lot of health issues, the heart, you know, Absolutely. breast cancer, it's Absolutely. just issues, but it's like, who's taking care of us, you know? And even like Absolutely. I said, with the healthcare, a lot yeah. of us don't have healthcare. Like who's taking care very of true of us while we're taking care of everyone else, you know? Yes. How, yeah. how did you take care of yourself after you found out? Well, first, how, how did you feel hearing this news? You said you were mute. I was, you know, it's, it's so interesting. You, I guess, depending on the person, for me, I went into, you know, the phrase, you know, you know, fight or flight, right? Mm-hmm. It was just, I was determined to live. I was determined not to let the thing being cancer beat me. Yes. So I was, I, I switched into this mode. In many ways, it's really bad because I turned off so many things that I was just trying to focus on living, surviving, you know, beating this thing. And then not until after it was all over, you know, my, some relationships suffered because I was just, you know, we begin to close people off. Sometimes we don't, yeah. I was fortunate enough to be able to have the, the will and want to, the transparency to share my story. Right. Right. But still relationships suffered because I was just, I was bent. I, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was in this, this mode. I can't even explain it where the, the mode that I was in, but not until after I was finished with treatment, and everything. And I was like, I had this moment where it was a down word, right? Mm. You know, even, even like a depression, you can get into this, this state because I'm like, wow, this really happened to me. Right. 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 But it didn't hit me until after it all happened. And I'm like, man, look at that. I've, I've lost some friendships. I've lost some relationships Mm. because you just go into this mode where, you're just trying to live and you, but you need, you need a village. You need support. I have huge support. Um, I had a huge support system. That's key. You have to be positive. 
when you're going through and battling, because like I, I mentioned, it can take you into a depressed state. I battle every day yeah. with the thought of the what if, um, mm. and I meditate, um, but it's a constant battle. It's a daily battle that I have to fight daily. Yeah. So someone might not be as grounded or may not be rooted in faith. Right. So then their struggle is different. And then they may succumb to the thoughts. It could just take one small negative thought that could take you into a whirlwind. Yeah. So uh, it, it's a battle. It's definitely a mental battle. It's Absolutely. Because you, you're, it's like you, I felt like I was losing or had lost my identity of who I thought I was at that time. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't look the same anymore. I didn't feel the same. My, my breast didn't look the same. I, I mean, so I was, my, I had, you know, you know, scars, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that was, that's just such a transition. Well, let's talk about a few things. You did mention relationships and friends suffering. Yeah. Is it because, um, were they not there as much or they didn't know how to be there or no, was your I, attitude I was just, different? I was, and, my attitude, my mm-hmm. attitude was different because I was like, okay, I have to live whatever yeah. that took. I didn't want to listen to what anyone had to say or input or it was just like, you know, and so that with that high level of stress, you know, you, mm-hmm. you just begin to go into this cocoon a little bit yeah. and and keep to yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we don't want to burden anyone else with our issues or problems or whatever yeah. may be going on with us. So then we get, yeah. I'm the same way I could get into a shell or cocoon and yeah. try to work it out on my yeah. own. And then other people feel like they're not being there for you or you don't want them there when it's like, no, yeah. I just need this time to myself. Right yeah. Now, you know? Yeah. 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 I totally get it. But you, you need people when you, yeah. You need your fam- your family. You need your friends. You need the support system when you're going through something so traumatic. Um, it, I mean, it's, you need a support system. I mean, even you're grounded in faith, mm-hmm. whatever that may be, your support system. It maybe it's your church, you know. Maybe it's your girlfriend, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need support when you are battling uh, such an illness. So, what gave you hope? What gave me hope was the beautiful thing that the first day of my my chemo treatment, and I um, I went into the chemotherapy room, and it's just a large room. Everyone is sitting in the room of in, a, in the infusion room, and you're all getting treatment. So there's no privacy in this room. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I looked around in the room. It was a really dark place. There was people who had already lost their hair. You know, people, you know, you know, you, you could just see and feel like the weight, the heaviness in the room. Mm-hmm. And um, so you would hear the nurse saying, OK, are you taking are you still taking your your, you know, anti, you know, mm-hmm. your, your antidepressants? Or, yeah. So you would hear everyone's story pretty much right there in that room, you know. Wow. And I was like, man, this is such a dark place I wanted to do something to give back to mm-hmm. give to make someone smile to give them hope so that night you know once I had gone home I was gifted with the concept hats for hearts yes and hearts 
represent the patient. So when I went back, I took hats and I said, okay, these are free. I started a Facebook page. It was just, I was just given all these, you know, I was being gifted with all these ideas. Okay. I want to start a nonprofit. I'm going to, I'm going to give back. And, yeah. and that, that was my ministry. That was my ministry that gifted that helped take me through that process. Wow. That was my hope. And that was the first day. Your first, first day of chemotherapy. Day. Wow. First day of chemotherapy. And you, yeah. you just were not selfish or thinking about yourself. You were like, okay, no, what can I do no. in this process now to help other people like me? Yeah. Man. Man, it was just, it was, it was, but it was so beautiful because when, you know, the initially when you hear, you know, the devastating news, okay, right. you have breast cancer, but then I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to be doing? Right. Mm-hmm. So some, a lot of times, you know, out of tragedy, you know, purpose is birthed through tragedy, you know, yeah, yeah, purpose yeah, is yeah. birthed through pain, you know, through situations. So, okay. I was, I was purposed. This is Lord, this is what you want me to do. So it began simple as that really wow yeah because you say you found purpose in your diagnosis absolutely and and that's just a powerful word I feel like a lot of people don't know what to do you know when they're going through a tragedy they don't know what to do but just like you said turn your pain into your purpose you know what is that pain that you're going through and how can you help other people too because we're all here to serve. Absolutely. We're all connected. We're here to be here Absolutely. for each other. We're all, you know, spirits and souls going throughout life and just trying to figure out how to help someone else. And it's in whatever, a lot of people want to run from the pain, right? Yeah. How yeah. did you, you know, it's like you had to deal with the pain to realize, okay, this is something bigger than me. What took you yeah. there? See, initially I didn't recognize it, right? Okay. So mm-hmm. Any pain, any pain that or or sadness, all of that was pressed aside. Like it, it was because it was like I was given this mission. I, I was this is what I was supposed to be doing. Right. So I didn't, I didn't deal with the pain. I didn't deal with at that mm-hmm. time. Like okay, this is what I'm going through. Like I mentioned before, it was wasn't until after I was done with everything, and then I was forced to deal with this is what you have just been through. This is what you have just survived. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was so many emotions that I hadn't even tapped to tapped into during the process. They all hit me after the fact. Mm -hmm. And then I began to be like, wow. Yep. You know, this is something, (laughs) I mean, now grateful that I have been taken through and, and surviving, but still, um, man, it, it was, it was something to have yeah. to, to deal with. I'm sure, you know, it's when you're in the pain and in the struggle and in that, yeah that moment, you yeah. don't, like you yeah. said, you're just trying to survive and live at that time. Yeah. And then afterwards is when you reflect yeah. like, wow, yeah. that just happened. I survived it. Yeah. Now, what can I do? <sighs> How did you heal from um, everything mentally? How did you heal? it's a continual, it's a continual healing process. Yeah. You know, uh, like I mentioned, I'm rooted and I'm grounded in my faith. That's where my source is. That's, that's where my healing is. Yep. And you have to walk in that. You walk in that daily, you walk in that mm-hmm. healing daily. That's, yeah. that's, I know is what took me, you know, what got me through. 
You also mentioned <laughs> meditation. Are there other self-care practices that you do to make sure you, you stay grounded? Actually, you won't believe it. I try so many different things. I, I try to I try different diets, but mainly for me, meditating and breathing, yep. um, calming my mind, um, because we could, like I mentioned, we're, we're, we're so many places <laughs> on a daily and even in our thinking. Mm-hmm. So I have to really calm my mind. Uh, and so I, I breathe. I do a lot of breathing and when I'm in my breathing exercise, I'm breathing in everything that's that's good, right? Like yep. healing. I'm breathing in. I'm breathing in health. You know, I'm breathing in, and then I'm releasing when I'm exhaling all the things that are those negative things. Yeah. You know, the, the the weight, the sadness, or so I go through that process, and you know. I love it. I I speak about that on this podcast. I I always stress meditation. And even in my Go Girl Guidebook, I, yeah, there is an, (laughs) because the the guidebook touches on a lot of things for self-care and self-love. And with one of the tips, it was, you know, the inhale, exhale, inhale what you want into your life and exhale what you don't want in your life, you know? That's amazing. (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) because seriously, I feel like it's so easy for people to think about all that they're going through, all that's wrong, instead of realizing what's right or trying to attract what you want to be right in your life. But it's all in, in us, you know, in our thinking and our breathing. And once we focus on the breath and inhale exactly what it is that we're asking God for and want to release the anxiety, depression, stress. Absolutely. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And so many people, okay, since we're talking about meditation, and this is big for me. um, Okay. Okay, so you meditate, inhale, exhale, what you want Mm -hmm. and don't want. What Mm -hmm. other tips would you give for meditation? Because some people feel like it's so hard or they don't know how to calm their mind or something they'll get to one day. Can you talk about it, Mm -hmm. just the process of it for you? So for me, uh, so in... In, in the morning that's that's my time to mm-hmm. my meditation time before I'm starting my day and it's so funny if, if I if I don't if I don't do my meditation and my you know my prayer then I, something's off a little bit yes you feel the difference you know? right I feel the difference instantly same here, same here. like through the day <laughs> it's like I have a very productive day if I meditate yeah. and I read yeah. a scripture and pray for the day yeah. if I don't do those things yeah Something is yeah. different. Mm-hmm. Something, something is, something is absolutely off. You know. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, um, I, I go through. I, I hate to say, I don't want to say uh, routine, but that's just the process that works for me. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I may light incense, and in the in the minute of my prayer, I'm I'm sending out my prayers and and I'm releasing those things. So. It's what helps me, you know, yes. everyone has their own place, you know, there's someone else's just might be prayer and that's, that's mm-hmm. fine. But I've found for me in my breathing and, and, and I didn't always meditate because I, I can't, I could never really get my mind to calm down, but now it's like an instant. Once I start breathing, I can go into that place. Yep. So when did you start meditating? Wow. 
actually, let me tell you when I started meditating. So last year, last year I was re-diagnosed. Um, I was re-diagnosed with stage four metastatic breast cancer. Wow. And I had been experiencing this excruciating pain in my back. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, I was, I, I discounted it again. Once again, my body was screaming that something's going on. So I thought I had pulled a muscle in my back. I was in and out of emergency rooms, urgent cares, and, you know, I was getting some muscle relaxers and, you know, I was trying to deal with this issue I was having with my back. It was just, it was just laying me out. I would just couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And one day I woke up and I had a knot in my neck. Oh, wow. I had a little lump in my neck and I was like, wow. And it hurt. It was painful. So I called my oncologist. I was like, I don't know if I should come to you or. I should go to my primary, but I have this lump in my neck and it's hurting. And so that's what happened last August. I was celebrating my four years survivorship. Mm -hmm. uh, and I found out, um, I had, so I had to, once again, I went through, um, I had to have a biopsy. And um, so for me, I had a, a cat, uh, PET scan. Uh, and that's where they saw the areas that were kind of lighting up in my body. And mm -hmm. so my cancer had spread to the bone in my back, oh, no. um, the, my neck, clavicle, and my left chest wall. Mm -hmm. And so when you say, when did I start meditating? So, you know, I had began, I heard about Joe DePinza, who had healed himself through breathing and meditation mm -hmm. and um so i had began to kind of just go on a, a search and listen to and finding and reading people who were practicing healing themselves through you know just in your thoughts mm -hmm. and uh so i began to practice and exercise breathing and i can tell you this one exercise that I practiced every day and when I was breathing uh, and I got the technique from uh, Mr. Depenza, but he began to see his body being healed. So mm -hmm. I envisioned and I could see like the bone, the, the area where the cancer was in my bone, mm -hmm. I was visualizing it being like scraped out, wow. right? Yep. Being removed. Yep. And, um, hey, <laughs> that's how it began. That's how it began. So, I mean, I'm blessed. Uh, I'm blessed. Was, I feel great. And it was removed. I'm sorry. I said, and it was removed. But, so my last, my last three or four scans that I've had, they can't see anything in my back. Oh, man. They don't see anything in my neck. So I'm, I, you know, I'm still in, I tr I'm in treatment. I okay. take a series of injections and I take a chemo peel. Okay. Um, but blessfully, you know, uh, I'm, I'm still here. I'm, I'm grateful. Yes. I'm thankful. And you sound and so positive and happy and you are healed. Yes, <laughs> I am healed. The affirmations are huge too. I am healed. I am a survivor. Absolutely. You know? Oh my gosh. Don't even tell me that I have. 
you sh- it's so funny. I had all affirmations. That was another thing. Yeah. All on this board that I had created. Just those things, those words you just said, I'm healed. You know, mm-hmm. I'm healthy. Yep. Those affirmations, yeah. It is <laughs> important. Yeah. I try to stress all of this. It's so important. Meditation, affirmations, the words that you're speaking to yourself, what Thank you're you. seeing, like you said, because I've watched the secret. I've had a guest yes. come on yes. previously and she said, visualize your vision. Like you have to really see yes. and feel these things first yes. to truly manifest it and for it to come true. So the, the fact emotion that, that's attached to it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it's so important. And I'm hoping that the listeners are really listening to that. Like, take it away. Don't say, oh, you know, well, that doesn't work for me. If it could work for someone else, it could definitely work for you as well. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And so what was the the doctor? You said Mr. What was his name again? Joe Depenza. Joe Joe Depenza. He was actually in, he had a part in The Secret. Actually, he was one of the... He probably yeah, talked yeah. about that, about visualizing it. Yeah. That was probably him. I yeah. just don't know his name. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he had this this horrific accident where he had broken his, they said he would never walk again. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, yeah. he began to train his mind, you know? Yep. It's all yeah. in our mind because so much stress, <laughs> so much, so much. I think a lot of health issues come from being stressed and worried and we carry this in our body and everything. So so true, you know, so so we have to calm our mind. Now we have to think better thoughts now to prevent things from happening in the future. Like we have to take care of our mental health for sure. Mental wellness. That, that is key. Mental wellness, Mm -hmm. man, that is, that is so key. We, We really do it because we, we are bogged down with so many thoughts negative thoughts yeah. right mm-hmm. you know I don't know why it's like I don't want to say habit but you know if we entertain those things that are negative then we personify it yes. then they grow we give life to it if we continue to feed into it versus how come I thought just can't always be in that place of peace that yep. place uh you know what I mean um yeah, and what mental we, health is, is key. What we focus on grows. We see that meme yeah. everywhere. Like if we focus That's on the true. negative, we'll see more negative. But if we focus on positive, yeah. you'd be amazed at how many positive things will just happen and show up in you your gotta life. Gotta watch like, your words. You too. Look, I'm, I'm actually talking words. to myself right now today because the words are so key. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I've gained <laughs> weight. Or so, you know yes. what I'm saying? It's just like, even in that small thing, that small word you know it's yeah. it's, it's something it's definitely something yeah. tell me a little <laughs> more about hats for hearts your your organization your yeah. foundation and what you do and i know it yeah. came first day of chemotherapy but tell me more yeah. and how people can um support it wow. and find out more about it wow so um when when i started hats for hearts um i i had began having just some small events where I would invite people to come and ask them to bring a new hat or headwear. So I would then take those hats that I would collect from a small gathering or an event that I had, and I would donate to a, a cancer hospital or an oncology clinic or, you know, or take them even to the doctor. So then I'd be given to have a little bit bigger event, but I would still always ask someone please bring new hats or if you want to donate some funds, 
Mm -hmm. uh, to, for me to purchase hats. And then that turned into breast health. So when I began to have an event, I would also have a mammogram band there for women who needed to get screened. So then it began to focus on education and, yeah. you know, getting screened. Um, so I was being shaped into being an advocate, you know, mm -hmm. um, a voice for that, that, that very, that very thing. So, um, then I would ask people if you want to donate a wig or, you know, mm -hmm. so that's how has for heart. So we have an annual event. Um, uh, we have, we've just transitioned. So uh, we'll have in our third gala next year. Yes. Congratulations. Uh, it's called the pink carpet. Thank you. Okay. It's called the pink carpet community gala. And it features bold and confident you, which is a fashion show that features all cancer patients and survivors in this fashion show. Love it. Even, even the person who designs are the clothing there's, they have to be tied to cancer, a cancer patient. Right. The DJ, he's a cancer patient or everything is related in support of that, really that community. And then the caregivers to our loved ones who are there supporting us throughout the way. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's, it's just to celebrate the beauty of survivors. Um, I've just been like, I'm given an idea and then the Lord makes it, you know, he provides those things. Yeah. yeah. As so long as, long as you beautiful move. thing. As long as you take those those action steps, that's beautiful that you yeah. are giving back in such a huge way for other women or men who yeah. have gone through the same yeah. thing or are going through, yeah. because I'm pretty yeah. sure they're seeing you or your story or hearing it and yeah. like, well, if she can do it and still have a positive mindset and still give there back and still have there faith and still have there hope, go. There I go. can do it there too. Go. Yes. <laughs> I love it. It is so funny. Yeah. It's funny because I wanted to do the gala because I wanted when you're in chemotherapy or you're in treatment, it's it's like you really forget who you are. So I wanted to focus on, you know, your own like you're you're talking about self care, mm -hmm. right? Focusing on your, your, your image because we are we've in our minds we're not ourselves anymore. So we're right. just looking at this the shell of who we become and we kind of forget a little bit. So um, this gala that we do, it really just focuses on celebrating your beauty as a survivor, as a patient. Mm -hmm. You know, we have, you know, people who donate their time to do, you know, make them up, make up the models, mm -hmm. you know, and um, it's just a beautiful thing. And the, the blessed, the really, really beautiful thing about it is we donate tickets to cancer hospitals, um, so that cancer patients can come. Oh, wow. So that's beautiful. So they don't have to pay for the ticket. We, we give like a, like 10 or 20 tickets to the, the cancer site. And then they ask and invite people if they want to come. And so it's their mm -hmm. one night to kind of escape that routine of having to go to chemotherapy or having to sit in an infusion chair or just mm -hmm. even, you know, I, I don't have my hair, but Today, I'm going to be made up. I'm going to be beautiful. I'm going to put on a gown. You know, yeah. I'm going to strut my stuff on the runway. It, you won't believe how it changes the attitude when, you know. When you're celebrated, you know. You know? Yeah. Because other absolutely. people in their life probably don't know what to do and probably, yes. oh, are you okay today? And yes. just making them, yes. like reminding them of yep. what's going on instead of them being able to celebrate like, okay, you know, I can get through this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Look it's at you beautiful. doing a good thing. It's, it's beautiful. Uh, how can people <laughs> follow you to hear more about your story or, you know, to oh, donate wow. if they'd like to? Mm-hmm. We, we have a website and of course that's uh, hatchforhearts.org. Uh, we have, we're on Facebook, uh, Hats for Hearts, and it's H-A-T-Z, mm-hmm. the number four, and then hearts. And uh, we're, we're on Instagram, Hats yes. for Hearts, so please follow us. Uh, follow what we're doing uh, if we're out in in the neighborhood if if there's a mammogram or I really try to support anyone who is education so if there's anyone that's doing a mammogram if I want to if you know I post a flyer ladies please mm-hmm. men men get breast cancer as well yeah um and we just have to really be cognizant of, of our health and of breast health so I ask women to be in the know about your breast health Mm-hmm. and we just have to stay in tune to ourselves stay in tune to yourself in every way with your yeah. health with your mental every way with, every with way every single way ladies um every way yes dr nicole robinson there is power in your story i thank you for sharing it you are a survivor you. you are healed okay like overcomer. yes you're an overcomer yes Absolutely. i love that affirmation i'm an overcomer yes. absolutely and i'm just speaking you know many blessings to you everything is going to be just fine your your mind and your spirit is beautiful and that's what matters most so congratulations on everything and you go girl (laughs) (laughs) go girl (laughs) (laughs) thank you for coming on the show Uh, do you have any last message for women okay all right i just i just say women you know just be in tune to your body uh, and, and celebrate yourself like you, you yeah. your your phrase is great you go girl because you, you have girl. power in you yes <laughs> go girl no matter what you're going through it's okay go girl Absolutely. you're gonna get through it you're an overcomer I love it Dr. Nicole Robinson thank you so much for having girl talk I appreciate you thank you so much now it is time for music motivation motivation I am a champion, and you're gonna hear me roar. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> I don't want to butcher your ears too much. That's from Katy Perry's 2013 album Prism, and the song is called Roar. We heard it everywhere. And I think that song is perfect for the conversation I just had with Dr. Nicole Robinson. Like, she is a champion, right? She is a fighter. She is strong. And so are you. You are a champion. And people are going to hear you roar. Keep going, girl. Keep moving. No matter what it is, whatever it is you want in life, keep working towards that goal. And everything will start appearing to help you achieve Whatever it is you're going after, keep going. Just keep going. I know it's hard sometimes. I know you're feeling stressed. You're tired. You're exhausted from your day. You got your children to worry about. You have to put dinner on the table. You have to do everything. Go to the meetings and make your appointments. All of that. Still serve the Lord. Trying to be right for yourself, everybody else. But take some time for you. It's important. It's important to take care of yourself. Because only then are you able to do all that you can do so that you can roar. You can show people that you are a fighter. I love the stories where I hear women who have walked across stages 
in college stages got their degree with their child in their arms like just women are incredible man <laughs> women are incredible you are incredible like you do it all we do it all to walk across the stage with your children to show like yeah i might have slowed down a little bit but i did not stop i did not quit i didn't give up to still work all day, nine to five. You got kids that you're caring for. That's, you know, like to work two, three jobs. Maybe you're a single mom and you have to work two or three jobs to put food on the table. Girl, you are a champion and you do it by any means necessary. They're going to hear you roar. They're going to see you walk that stage. They're going to see you get that promotion. They're going to see you do it all by yourself. They're going to see you still having fun and taking care of yourself. Although you have all of these other things to do and all of these other people to take care of too. So what? You are a champion and they're going to hear you roar. That health scare, what? It doesn't even matter what doctors say. It doesn't even matter what people say about you. Right. As long as you have your faith, like Dr. Nicole Robinson said, her faith and meditation has gotten her through it. And she's another person, meaning the same thing can happen for you. Affirmations. That's why it's so important. You know, I am a survivor. That was the affirmation today. But you are also a champion. I am a champion. I am roaring. Okay. nothing can stop you. Nothing can hold you down. Nothing can hold you back. Girl, you got this. You're going to hear me roar. People are going to see you come through shining. Shining, 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 shining. Yeah, little Beyonce. But they're going to see you coming through. People are going to hear about you from other people. Okay? Even in her song, she says at one point, You held me down, but I got up. Hey, already brushing off the dust. You hear my voice. You hear that sound. Like thunder gonna shake the ground. You held me down, but I got up. Get ready, because I've had enough. I see it all. I see it now. I got the eye of the tiger. A fighter dancing through the fire, because I am a champion. And you're going to hear me roar. Whatever it is that's trying to hold you down, you are going to get up. Or claim it now. I am getting up, all right? From whatever it is, if it's a... If it is cancer, okay, if it is any other disease, if it is a, a toxic relationship, if it is a job, if it is a friend, a person, whatever it is that's trying to hold you down, get up, dust it off, you know, walk through the fire. It's going to be some parts where, you, where you're burning and flaming and, and things aren't going right. But it's all to shape you into who you are supposed to be. Go through it. You have to go through it instead of running from it. You have to go through it. And maybe within it, you'll find your purpose. Dr. Nicole Robinson says she found purpose in her diagnosis. You may find your purpose in whatever it is you're going through. So look at it like things will get better. This is temporary. I am going to be okay because what? I am a champion and you're going to hear me roar. And let's celebrate that, okay? Clap it up for yourself with that. All right, so now it is time to celebrate. celebrate It's time to give a huge Go Girl shout out to two women astronauts who made history last week for doing the first all-women spacewalk. 
You go, girl. You go, girl. Look, I admire any woman who's into STEM, okay? Science, technology, engineering, and math because your girl is not. You see, I'm always talking and doing the artsy stuff. So shout out to these astronauts. Like, goodness gracious, they're astronauts. Christina Coach and Jessica Meir, they successfully completed a seven-hour 17-minute excursion outside of the International Space Station to replace a failed power controller. They up there, look, we get our phone batteries and charge them up and switch those out. They're changing chargers at a space station. Like, what? Oh, my goodness. So, And, and they also had to complete a few tasks to uh, prepare for future spacewalks. But this is the first time in history that women have done this alone. It was the first walk for Jessica and the fourth walk for Christina. And they've now spent a total of 27 hours and 48 minutes spacewalking. We out here moonwalking and stuff like Michael Jackson. We out here, you know, trying not to jaywalk across the street and stuff. They are spacewalking. (laughs) So, wow. Just wow. That's a huge accomplishment for both of them. And they said, you know, they had a... They had to thank the women who have come before them, the women astronauts and engineers who were there before them, so that now people are trusting that two women can do it by themselves. Like, you go, girl. Gosh, it's incredible. I did put uh, the story on my Go Girl Instagram page. If you're not following at Go Girl Podcast, make sure you do. All right, so that's my time. Also, be sure to follow my Instagram at I am Ashley Caprice. I want to thank you so much for listening today, Dr. Nicole Robinson. Please be sure to follow her and donate if you can. Hatsforhearts.org, incredible organization, all for women who are standing up in the fight against cancer. Just an incredible story. Please be sure to uh, review on iTunes and be sure to subscribe to the website, ashleycaprice.com, so you will never miss an episode. Catch all of them up there right now. Or you can always listen on SoundCloud as well. I want to thank you so much for listening. I will be back next week. And because October is also Domestic Violence Awareness Month, we're going to talk to an expert in that field next week. Okay, it's going to get real. So stay tuned. Thank you so much again for listening. And remember, before we get out of here, let's say our affirmation. I am a survivor. You go, girl.